What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, entertainment, and everything in between. Jordan, how are we feeling on this beautiful Sunday after our first weekend of college football? Feeling good, man. And obviously, next weekend's even better. We got four straight days of college football, long Labor Day weekend coming up. It's going to be a good day. Four good straight weekend. days, man. We just got to hop right into it. We are now in the greatest season of the year, a.k.a. college football season. We're going to start off the show here with a week zero preview. Had a lot of major upsets. Literally, game one this year of college football was a massive upset. We are then going to jump into our conference champions, our final four predictions. We're going to tell you who's taking home a natty this year. And then we have 11 games to pick. We got great football Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Wrapping up Labor Day with Louisville and Ole Miss there on Monday night. I mean, it's, are you ready? Are you strapped in? Are you locked in? Yeah, I think we're all ready. We've been waiting on this for a long time, so time Amen to go. Amen to that. So, week zero kicks off. Wake up yesterday morning. Pull the buttermilk bath chicken, buttermilk bathed chicken out of the refrigerator. Season it up, fry it up, get it a little burnt. Made some homemade biscuits, some homemade cookies. Game day starts right out there in Atlanta. Highlighting Alcorn State over there. And uh, let's start right there. A major upset in college game days week one. I don't know what that says for Georgia. Who's Lee Lee Corso going to pick? I think I got an idea, but... Start us off. What was it looking like? Yeah, we got Alcorn State, uh, air quotes, at um, NC Central University. Yeah, neutral sites, yeah, so it doesn't really Played matter. Played on Turner Field. Did that, didn't yeah. I? Actually, okay, that's yeah. Actually, that's where Georgia State plays now. That's yeah, their college. But anyway, tangent there. Um, but, yeah, so Alcorn State was, I believe, a 10-point favorite. Was that, was that right going in? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, so 10-point so favorite. Uh, they were selected to win their conference, and they come out and drop the ball against NC Central Losing twenty three to fourteen, just couldn't ever get anything going, and only scored when you score two touchdowns in a football game, you have got a good chance you're probably going to lose that game. Correction, they were a fifteen and a half. Oh, point 15 favorite. and a half point favorite. That just shows y'all. You know, we we talk a lot about college football and lines and picks and whatnot, but you you don't know what's going to happen until I, I tweeted it out yesterday. Until cleats meet grass. Yep. I mean, literally, you come out, you're a fifteen and a half point favorite. Everybody and their mom picks you. And you come out and you, and you lose pretty handily, 23-14, two-score well, game. Especially week one, right? Because, I mean, you can talk about spring and fall and summer all you want to, but there's a big difference between practicing on on a practice field where nothing matters. Hitting to, your own teammates yeah. versus hitting somebody else. Yeah, so. But, hey, really big win there. I mean, honestly, a great way to start it off. Game day had a great atmosphere. I mean, Migos performing. It was just – it felt so good to be back. Mountain Dew in hand, mm-hmm. your, whatever your beverage of choice may be. Watching some good football there. Now let's jump to the first game of the regular season. Of boy opens up with Nebraska. Scott Frost, honestly, let's be honest, has not had a great tenure there in Nebraska. But every, I mean, you you look at game day. You look at. I think at one point, I think the picks, the pick rate was somewhere like ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent picking Nebraska to come out. The Brett Bielema era in Illinois starts off with a. I don't know if it's a. Massive win for Illinois. It is. Let's call it what it is. But a massive loss for Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers. Let's be honest, though. You know, one thing that Scott Frost, Scott Frost has to look forward to is that national championship trophy from UCF. He's still That's got That's right. He's still got that but on his mantle. Let's be honest. Nebraska right now, the good, the bad, and the frost. See what he did there? That's pretty hey, clever. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well done. I don't. I think Nebraska brought Scott Frost in thinking he was going to do what he, you know, bring Nebraska back 
to their glory days. Return he, home. He has not done that. I, I put on Facebook yesterday, I predict that he is fired before the end of the season, probably after a big loss against Michigan Week 7. We'll yeah, somebody happens, somebody but. tweeted us yesterday. Uh, all, all pretty much all day during college football, we we have the Twitter like in hand, following live. Follow us there at B Bros Pod. Um, somebody tweeted us. Do we think Scott Frost makes it to the end of the season? And I said I don't think so. I think they relieve him of his duties uh, eventually. You know, let an OC or a DC take over, and then you you know when the coaching carousel yeah. spins back up. But I want to throw out kind of a an asterisk here. You know, this is one football game. It is. It's week one. That man could literally go 11-1, and one, win a Big Ten championship, and then go on to win the Natty. You know, yeah. not going to happen. But anything is possible at this moment. It right? is. And I have to say, too, like, you know, not as bad of a situation. But Michigan, I said last year they were going to fire Harbaugh. They That's gave that true. man an extension. He's still there. So we're going to see what happens with Scott Frost. kicking. But, hey, the Bielema era over there in Illinois starts off with a really big win. Brett Bielema is back where he belongs, back home in the Big Ten. It was honestly a blast to watch. And then rounding up probably week zero, UCLA absolutely comes out and houses Hawaii. Yep. UCLA got a little backfield, huh? Yeah, is the are the Bruins back? I don't know. We're not going to say that we, yet. We're but going, hey, we are we're going, going to find, find out. out this coming up weekend. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got to give props. Zach Charbonnet. I probably just murdered that guy. No, I think name, I think that's I think that's it. Six carries, 106 yards, almost averaging 20 yards a carry there for three that's touchdowns. A solid day at the office. It's a very solid day at the office. Obviously, UCLA didn't need much to to uh, beat Hawaii here, but. Like you said, a big test next week, so we're going to see how they uh, pan out against LSU. Yeah, by the time the Nebraska game ended, it was already thirty-three to three in the second quarter over there in Hawaii. You didn't need you didn't need a whole lot more after that. They did not have fans in the stands, and they didn't need them because nope. everybody would have been gone by the second quarter anyway. Absolutely. But honestly, so what was what was the highlight of your college football Saturday? Did you eat some good food? Was it game day? What what was it for you? Well, I went alligator hunting Saturday morning, so yeah, I didn't did. really have time up. to yeah, do a whole lot. True. But, I mean, you know, we we had football back on, so that was a positive thing. So, I mean, the games were fun to watch, but let's be honest, it's not the meat true. of what college true. football is. True. So, it's next not. week. But I will say, honestly, for, in terms of – I know we refer to this thing as week zero. I get the sentiment behind that. But, hey, man, you go so long without college football. College football is college football. Tradition is tradition. Fans are back in the stands. Watching all four hours of game day and then going straight into that uh, North uh, Nebraska game was absolutely phenomenal. It is so good to be back. Lee Corso back on the desk. Yeah. Phenomenal Bobby Bowden tribute. You know, obviously yep. rest in peace to yep. him uh, on game day there. And just to see everybody back, you know, coaches interview. I mean, it was just fantastic. The atmosphere is back. We're back. Jordan, we now have to do the smartest thing that any college football analyst does. And before you watch anybody, I know we've had about four or five football games happen, anybody play college football, we are going to predict what's going to happen in 18 weeks. What you just said doesn't make that sound so smart, now does it? Well, what I'm saying is, this as college football analysts, you know, everybody wants your preseason predictions, yep. right? None of this matters. None of this makes sense. But we do it because it's fun. And it's it fun is to fun. talk about. It is fun. So, now we're going into our conference champions. Here's what we do every year. This is my fifth year. I think this is your second or third. We will sit down. We will name the two people, two teams playing in each of the conference title games. We will then give you one dark horse candidate. We will tell you who is going to win that game for each conference, becoming the conference champion. We will then give you our final four, final two, and a national champion. I'll let you start it off. Pick the conference right. and have at it. Um, I close my eyes. Pick. I'm not really doing that. We'll start. We'll go alphabetical order here. The ACC. 
I think this is one that's a little further open than his normal years because Clemson's taking a big step back from what they were last year. Obviously, number one quarterback in the country is now playing in Jacksonville. He is. He plays, um, he plays in about an hour and a half. Yeah. So, ACC, I'm going to give this a three-man race. I think it's between Clemson and then Miami, North Carolina, over there on the other side of the conference. Uh, all in all, I do think North Carolina will win that conference or that part of the conference. Oh, you're going with it. That part, sorry, that division. That division. (laughs) I think ultimately, I want to pick North Carolina. I think Clemson comes out on top and wins the ACC. My dark horse, though, this is I could easily pick Miami, which I think is the obvious answer. But I'm going with FSU. Okay, I mean, I like it. I like what um, Mike Norvell's doing over there. Obviously, they got their quarterback, assuming he's healthy, McKenzie Milton. Milton, That's right from UCF. Assuming he's healthy, they're good. He's really bolstered that defense. Jermaine Johnson coming over from Georgia. As of now, they hadn't even announced the starter over there. Which they they listen to me. They know who the starter is. I think it will ultimately be McKenzie Milton. Yeah. But a lot of quarterback announcements have come out even just this week, Mm -hmm. and they still have yet to announce a starter. I'm with you. You know, I. I think the fun of preseason, obviously there's pressure on us to be right because people. Oh, yeah. it is now on record what we think. People are going to throw that back in our face at the end. It's the part of what we do. It's the part that goes with the job. But it is fun to try and find the needle in the haystack, to pick the, to pick the team nobody else is going to pick, to go right. out on a limb for somebody. But I think the ACC is not the place to do that. No. I, have, I have Clemson in there with North Carolina. My dark horse is going to be Miami. I think that's very paint-by-numbers. And I think, ultimately, Clemson takes home the ACC title. I'm with you. Mack Brown, Sam Howell, a stable of running backs. North Carolina is an exciting team. Yep. They open up. I think they play Friday night versus Virginia Tech. Yes. That yep. that game scares me for a major reason, and we'll get to that in our in our uh, week one prediction picks there. But I think ultimately uh, Clemson stays atop the ACC. I think there's just still a gap between Clemson and everybody else. That gap is closing. Oh yeah. But I got to give it to Clemson. All right, let's go ahead and uh, I think honestly probably one of the easier ones on paper. Let's go ahead and jump into the SEC. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it first. I think from the East, it's obviously Georgia. Yes, we're Georgia fans. When I sit on this couch and do this podcast, I try to be completely unbiased. I do not think anybody's competing with Georgia in the East. I do think their closest competitor is going to be Florida. Yeah. I think Florida will be better than I, than, than people maybe think. Uh, I think Emory Jones is going to be a good serviceable quarterback. I really do believe that. I think they'll finish second in the East, and then I have no reason to to do the same thing in the West and pick Alabama. Um, Alabama will be atop the East once again. Yes, they have a big game versus Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, they got a big solid game. You know that'll be exciting to watch Week One versus Miami. But I think ultimately there's no reason for me as an analyst of the game to pick anybody other than Alabama. And then my dark horse mm-hmm. is going to be Auburn. Okay, Brian I like Harson. Um, I was worried you were going to pick mine there for a second. Well, I think I think what you're going to pick is is the same thing with the whole Miami North Carolina thing. I think that's the smarter pick, unless you got like LSU or somebody, and then you know mm-hmm. full seed. I think A and M is the smart dark horse. I really do. I believe that. I see that. I get it. But for me, it's um, not mine though. It's not. Daggum. Let's go, <laughs> Brian Harson. I, I I don't know. There's just an excitement there for yeah. me. Oh, for new, sure. New coaches. New like you look at like. I mean, Bob Stoops takes over uh, Oklahoma, and by the second year, they got a natty. You look at Gene Chizik in Auburn. Now, granted, these Coach O in LSU, granted, these people had these star quarterbacks and whatnot, but to me, that's just that's that's the way I'm leaning. I got a lot of excitement there on the plane. So, so who? But who's taking in Atlanta though? That's the question. That is a good question. So, 
I'm gonna tip. I'm gonna actually reserve my answer for our final four there. So I'm gonna okay. let you go ahead. Okay, I feel you. So yeah, I'm gonna copy and paste yours. Essentially, Georgia from the east, Alabama from the west. I don't think there's enough competition there to compete with either team in those respective uh, divisions. Okay, let me try to guess your. Have you? Have I named your dog? Is it LSU, Auburn, or A or A and M? No, it is not. It's really not. It's really not. And I would say you went Florida. Oh, you're gonna go Ole Miss. Ole right? Miss. Ole Miss. Dark horse of the west is Ole Miss. That's um, I mean, that's honestly – I mean, listen, Lane, they got yeah. a Heisman candidate back yeah. in the backfield. Lane Kiffin, great Lane Kiffin's been there for a while. Obviously, Matt Corral's probably one of the top returning quarterbacks this year. And let's be honest, they absolutely slugged it out with Alabama last year for 55 Man, solid what a minutes. Game. What it was a game. a game. So, can I do it again this year? Who knows? But with a quarterback like they got back there, I think there's a solid chance Ole Miss could be a dark horse that nobody's thinking about. Um, as far as the winner in Atlanta – I could probably go ahead and tip my if hand. You wanna hold, if you want to hold your pick, you can. Because I just, it's, it, you'll see when I get there. I got an argument to be made. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait too. We'll okay, wait. We'll wait. All right. Take it away. Who's next? Take it away. Uh, let's go with. From what you said last year I, or last week, I don't think this is going to be as easy as uh, it probably should be. But why don't we go with the Big Twelve there? The Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. So obviously. Um, Big 12's done a little bit different, and the fact that they just take the two top winners, they don't have divisions like everybody else. Uh, number one spot, Oklahoma. I think everybody's going to go with Oklahoma probably. Number two spot, I think Iowa State. I think this one's fairly easy for your one and two with the Big 12. I think er- Texas is obviously in a big rebuild, and everybody else is just so far behind. Big 12 championship, I feel like you may – go with Iowa State here. I don't know that for sure, but I feel like you may, but I'm going with Oklahoma. I got to go with that Heisman. Most likely, who's going to, I think, is going to win the Heisman, Spencer Rattler. They, they're big. They're going to have an explosive offense. I think Brock Purdy's going to try to come for some revenge there from Iowa State, but I think ultimately, at the end of the day, Oklahoma takes it. Yeah, this this was one that I, that I went, uh, I, I've gone back and forth on all week. Uh, honestly, I've done a lot of looking into this, a lot. And I just wanted to remind myself here, I just put it up on, on our big board here. So, Oklahoma and Iowa State are the two teams that will play for the Big 12 title. I mm-hmm. fully believe that. I'll go ahead and name my dark horse. My dark horse is Texas. I'm I, Just like uh, Auburn, I'm high on Sark. I think, oh, yeah, I for think, sure. I think he's going to do a really good job there. Um, they have yet to also announce their quarterback two-man race over there as well. Uh, and um, I'm excited for Texas to watch them. Here's the thing, right? There's an old saying in the SEC, and there's, I, I think this – pretty much holds true to college football. It's very tough to beat a team twice Yeah, in the same season. It is. They play Iowa State on 11-20, okay? So mm-hmm. November the 20th. Yep. Conference games normally fall like what the, the the last week, the first week of December normally. Yeah, around there. That's a two-week turnaround playing another team. Yeah. And this kind of tips my hand to the Georgia-Alabama debate. I think whatever team wins that first game right. will lose the conference title and go into – the playoff. Right. I believe the Big 12 champ will make the playoff this year, as they have in recent years, but obviously sometimes they slip and fall. I, oh, I want to rock with Brock. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> but I really do think, I think just like last season, I think history will repeat itself. I think Iowa State will win the regular season game. I think Oklahoma will avenge the loss two weeks later. That will be Oklahoma's only loss, and they will have then put a Band-Aid over that loss. Right. And I think I think they go on to the promised I, land. I see it 100%. Yeah. I also, I forgot my dark horse, obviously. I think it's Texas, too. I don't think yeah. this one's even a, a close race to anybody else in the Big 12. I think Texas has the only realistic shot of being a, 
a possible runner in that conference. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Man, I'm, I'm very excited to see what Texas does. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to the to the Pac-12. Okay. I think one, one of the more exciting conferences to watch, obviously you just saw UCLA just, you know, house uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Big test coming up week one versus LSU. I think that'll tell us a lot about the Bruins there. But uh, so – what I'm looking at here is I got the two the two heads of the Pac-12. I think Oregon and USC ultimately make it to the title game. Oregon, massive game coming up versus Ohio State. Easily oh, sure. a top five game of this yeah. season. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Now, this is this is preseason. This, this could change when the game rolls around. I mm-hmm. think Oregon beats Ohio State. Okay. I think Oregon goes to the Pac-12 title game. I think USC and Keaton Slovis beat Oregon. And UC, U, USC will be your Pac-12 champion. My dark horse there, I'm actually going to go Utah. Okay. Utah's had a good team. Not We've already mentioned it last year's Pac-12 season was like they played three games of tic-tac-toe. That's right. about it. Really don't have a lot to choose from. Yes, Utah didn't look great last year. But I'm, I'm high on Utah, which the Bruins now, the Bruins just, we, we do have a little advantage here. We've seen the Bruins play football. Right. They kind of just came knocking at the door, but they I'm going to stick with the Utes. I feel you. I feel you. All right. I'm going to go right there. Same same two teams in the playoffs. Um, I do think they both have phenomenal seasons. I think USC gets the revenge. Slovis comes back out and beats so Are we uh, three for Oregon. three so far with an unannounced SEC I think we are. So, yeah, I do think that uh, Smart picks, USC though. takes Oregon to the house at the Pac-12 championship. It's hard. My, my, my dark horse here is kind of hard for me. I'm going to go with Washington. Last year they actually won it. their division. Yeah. Obviously didn't get in because of COVID. I right. think they're going to come back with a little revenge there and try to, you know, run the conference. But I do That's think – one of the weirdest things. Your reigning Pac-12 champion did, shouldn't even have played in the yeah, football game. Exactly. So I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Washington comes back and tries to get back in there. I dig it. The Huskies there. There, there you go. All right. And last but not least, we got the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten champ is on paper is the easiest one to predict. Maybe I mean even the even the ACC yeah. is closer than I think the Big Ten. I have in the Big Ten. I got Ohio State beating Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin will open up here. Uh, Ohio State will open up on Thursday night versus a, I think I think a very exciting game versus Minnesota. We'll get to that in a second when we make our picks. But uh, ultimately, I think Ohio State is the better team. Uh, C.J. Stroud has now been announced, so that yep. made me feel good. I said that about four times on the podcast last week. Probably got tired of Just hearing it. Just had to it. lock it in. That's right. Got to lock it in. See, We'll see what he's made of. You know, the lights get bright. They're going up against Tanner Morgan and the, and the Golden Gophers there week one. I'm telling you, that game is a lot more interesting than the experts oh, I'm are, sure. are thinking. Yeah. Which I think even the experts are starting to say, be real careful there. The, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the, the lease is very short, so be real careful. My dark horse, I'm going to go with Iowa. I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes. I, I like Iowa a lot. That's hard-nosed defensive football. They've kind yeah. of been known for that. Uh, solid quarterback play coming in. I'm excited. Give me the Hawkeyes, but uh, ultimately give me the Buckeyes on top. I feel you. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the Big Ten East, i got to go with Ohio State. There's nothing that tells me that they won't win again this year. Um, the, the other side was so hard for me. Mertz hurt that Wisconsin team. Oh, last yeah. year, yeah, so bad. But I think ultimately on that on that on that other end, I think it's got to be Wisconsin going into the uh, championship with uh, Ohio State. Solid test for them week one yeah, there as well. It is for sure. So I think Ohio State takes that championship. I think C.J. Stroud's probably going to do good enough this year to lead them to the Big Ten championship. Don't know about the playoffs yet. We'll have to talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, I think my dark horse has got to be Indiana Penix Jr. coming back, assuming he's healthy. 
Um, but yeah, they had a great season last year, so I think they're a dark horse to do some damage in the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm high on Indiana as well, but I think when I look, I think I just, I just think I was a better football team than them in the long run. Um, you know what's interesting is is this week everybody's making their predictions, right? All the SEC analysts did right. it, all the Fox yeah. analysts did it. Obviously, yesterday on game day, all of the ESPN analysts did it, and between our uh, your conference champs that we've said, we obviously haven't said our SEC pick just yet. We are exactly congruent with everybody. Right? Yeah. Nobody picked Iowa State. Nobody picked North Carolina. Right? Then they cut it over to Bear. Bear's the the betting guy. And let's be honest, Bear is a great picker. He gets a lot of stuff right that not many people did. Mm-hmm. He said, pencil me in for North Carolina and pencil me, me in for Iowa State. He picked both of them to be the conference champ. And that right there gives you room to pause. That man probably knows more about individual teams then maybe even the coaches do themselves. Yeah. So that's just something to think about there. All right, now let's get into the real meat and potatoes here of Final Four, right? Um, just to kind of go over some things, CBS, all three analysts picked theirs. Two picked Georgia to win a natty. One picked Oklahoma. Let's jump over to ESPN. Uh, for all four guys picked it. Two people picked Georgia to win. Two people picked Oklahoma to win. You want to start us off or you want me to do it? seems like there's kind of a pattern there. Is a there. Theme. There's a theme happening here. It's literally only been two teams. All right. I can start us off. Um, so, coming in, or you want to go uh, rank by rank and then just go back and forth, forth, like I do four, but you do your four. Yeah, let's do, yeah, let's do, do that. that. Yeah. All right. So, I'll come in at number four here. I got to go with uh, – and this is obviously going to give my answer to the previous question about the SEC Yeah, I got to answer that too, yeah. Number four, I'm going to go with Georgia. I think Georgia wins this season out. I think no they problems. run the table. I think they lose to Alabama in the SEC Championship in a close game. I think they lock in that four spot because of it and come back for a little maybe some revenge in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. So here's the asterisk. Here's the only question I have going in. Um, the Out of the ESPN analysts who picked their Final Four, two, the two that picked Oklahoma do not even have Georgia in the Final Four, and then right. ultimately two picked Georgia to win. And I think you're either looking at a playoff pitcher preseason, obviously, that includes Georgia or includes Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, and uh, Ohio State. Right. Right? So it's either – Kirk Herbstreit called it the wash. The wash is those four teams, right? Right. That it just remains those four teams. And that's that's the question. The question lies to me in week one. Does Georgia beat Clemson? I believe if Georgia beats Clemson, Mm. they will – History tells me they will lose to Alabama in the SEC title game, make the playoff, and then ultimately they will beat Alabama and I think win a national championship. Mm -hmm. Okay, If they lose to Clemson week one, go to an SEC title game 11 or 10 and 1, lose to Alabama without a little chaos in front of them, I don't think they even get in. There you have your wash scenario of those four teams originally. Right. I will tip my hand. I think Georgia beats Clemson week one. Yeah. Doesn't stumble through the regular season. They shouldn't. They will lose to Alabama in the SC title game. Let's be honest. Georgia very much cannot beat uh, Alabama in Atlanta. We yeah. proved it on a national championship stage. We proved it on the SEC championship stage. I'm a Georgia fan. Heart. I bleed red and black. I'm okay to admit that. I'm unbiased here. Um, so I would have Georgia beating Clemson week one. Georgia losing to Alabama, take the fourth spot in the playoff. I like it. So, who you got to sit at number three there? Let's see. Let me pull up my big board. My daggone phone's going to sleep over here because I had to explain that so long. I think I got to go with Ohio State 
at, in the third spot. Okay. I think Ohio State, in terms of resume, will lose to Oregon. So I think they will they will also have the one loss. But I think they'll go undefeated other than that game. I think that's the only place that they trip up on the schedule. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's Ohio State. I th- See, the thing is, is when you include Georgia, you have to eliminate either Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Some Ohio State, yeah. somebody's got to miss out. Ultimately, what does history, who does history tell us gets left out? Uh, the yeah. Big 12. So, as high as I am on Oklahoma, I just – it comes down to it is when you look at this scenario of, let's say, I believe Oklahoma loses to Iowa State. I believe Ohio State loses to Oregon. Mm-hmm. What's the worst loss? Now, that's a that's a coin flip. Yeah. Who? How much do you lose by? Ohio State will not have a chance to avenge the loss. Oklahoma will. That comes into it. But ultimately, I think Ohio State will, will go down the line looking like the better team. And you could say that you made the exact same argument for Oklahoma. But for me, give Ohio State the three spot. I'm going to make the opposite argument. I'm going to give Oklahoma the three spot. And to me, you yeah. could say everything I said, but replace Oklahoma, yeah. and it makes perfect sense. I think with – I do assume, like you, they're going to take one loss. I do think they're going to take it to Iowa State. I think that's their only competition, really. And I think they're going to you know, take it in the Big 12 Championship. Obviously, I've already said that. So, I think Oklahoma is a good chance to – only come in with one loss with a big last week win before the playoff uh, rankings are posted. I think they're going to come in at three spot with only one loss right in front of Georgia. Oklahoma just has a history of shooting themselves on a foot in the foot on a random September Saturday versus like Kansas State. We've yeah. seen it every year. It blows our pickup board up every year, right? And I'm just going to throw this out there. Remember that I said this. Beware the Red River rivalry. That's all I'm going to say. Be real yeah, careful that's there. That's true. Crazy things happen in rivalry games, and obviously you know I'm high on the burn orange over there. All right, so what's your number two team? Number two. This one I'm I'm, I'm struggling with because I don't – I mean, obviously I think at this point everybody understands who one and two is going to be. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Oregon and USC. We're obviously <laughs> stating we're leaving out a Pac-12 champion, which yeah. that happens every year. Yeah, it does. So we'll see what happens. But in all honesty, if I'm thinking along the lines of – Alabama running the table, Clemson running the table. I want to say Alabama is going to take that two spot at the end of the season. I feel like at some point Alabama is going to stumble and maybe have a closer game than they should or something like that. And Clemson, you may, saying they take an L or no? not? Ta- not they take an L, but maybe yeah. they struggle a little bit and maybe have some scares. So I'm going to say Alabama takes the two spot in that scenario, and with the win at Georgia, they'll probably come in just behind Clemson. Well, in your scenario, you also have Clemson losing week one, which is going to drop them. I don't know how – or do you? Well, we'll get to that. I don't want to infer. So, you, so okay, let me ask you a question. Does a two-loss Georgia team losing week one and in a conference champion make the playoff? Two, if a two-loss Georgia team, no. See, I don't think so. So you just tipped your hand. Yeah. Okay, sorry I had to get that out of you. But I was just wondering, do, do you think there is – I think if chaos happened in front of them, I think let's okay. Yeah. Let's assume you take those two losses. You took a loss, and let's say they're close games. We lose by a field goal. Right. That's a loss to the best two teams in the country right now. I mean, it is. And but, ultimately, who will still be there? Because I can tell you, there ain't another loss on Clemson's schedule. Right. Alabama no, 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 no. has opportunities. No, yeah. There ain't another. There ain't another. Yeah, loss on and that's what schedule. I'm saying too. I think. I think. Al, I think if Alabama loses, they lose later in the season, and so a law of a. a Close loss that Georgia takes against, or Clemson takes against Georgia, sorry, 
is looks better in the committee's perspective because they lose earlier in the season, and then Alabama's yeah. losses closer on their mind. So I think in that yeah in that scenario yes. And I, I think the game one is a coin flip. I think we have seen the committee honor huge losses week one. You know I'm brought back to like the the the, the flag plant game Oklahoma Oklahoma Ohio State when Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield went in there and beat Ohio State, and then we've seen them not reward teams for playing big games yeah. and taking an L. So it's really a coin flip there, depending on what the committee does. I have Clemson at number two. I, I have on paper uh, Clemson losing uh, week one to Georgia, yeah. and then ultimately they will completely run the table. They'll work their yeah. way right back in. And I'll just go ahead and say it, obviously. I have Alabama Alabama's at number one. one. Yeah. I believe Alabama goes undefeated. As of now, right. I believe that. L- let me watch them play Miami week one. Maybe our, I come back and it's a lot different. I think it'd be fun to do this again halfway through the season after oh, yeah, like a sure. solid six or sure. seven games. But So that would be, uh, just to recap, Alabama at number one, Clemson at number two, Ohio State at number three, and Georgia at number four. And both of those middle teams, according to mine, will have one loss. Yeah. That's it, man. It, it's tough because what if you have what if you have a one-loss Ohio State Big Ten champion who's only lost this to a great Oregon team? Right. Oklahoma, who avenges a loss to Iowa State as their Big 12 champion, and an undefeated USC Pac-12 champion. It's hard. I mean, like you, it's it, near, this, scenario, this is going to get very interesting. In the scenario where you know you just say Georgia loses to Bama, Clemson loses to Georgia, you have an SEC East champion beating, most likely barely beating Clemson, who will be a one-loss ACC champion, and then Georgia will come in as a one-loss, you know, SEC runner-up. So I mean, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of there's so many variables. variables. There. Hey, this is why preseason picks yeah. are really, really dumb. They are. Hey, but man, very, very exciting to talk about. There you go. So who do you have winning the Natty? I'm gonna go with the big rematch from 2017, Alabama, Georgia. And I'm gonna say I got I got you know, rematch. I, so I gotta too. say Georgia takes it. I really do. I, I I think so too. Um obviously in the scenario of your yeah. So you're saying they they wouldn't rematch in the Natty though if you got them at one and four. One no, I had Clemson at one. Oh, you got Clemson at one. Yeah, oh, so okay. Georgia will beat Georgia will beat Clemson, and then okay, I got you. Yeah, 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 I got you. I think Georgia wins the Natty. I think they avenge the loss to Alabama, and I think in my scenario, Ohio State or Clemson. I mean, you would have a rematch there. There's yeah. a, on CBS, two different people predicted the rematch of Clemson Georgia in the Natty. The two people who picked Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a Georgia fan, and I literally looked for a scenario not to pick Georgia. Because I was like, people are just going to say you picked that because, but I mean, David Pollock said it. It's tough to beat a team twice. Georgia plays them in the SC title. They lose. They come yeah. back. They beat them in the playoff and they win a natty. Yeah, I truly believe that. That's what tells me on paper. So, I don't know which my scenario I got playing Clemson again. So it's hard. That's right. But I mean, it it's is. so it's so hard to well, pick. There's a difference like, between week one. Oh yeah, for literally sure. your first game sure. and then or fourth. What I just say and your last game. Yeah, for sure. That is a big difference. Yeah, a lot just, of growth to be made in those two periods. And there's just so many. Like we don't even. Cincinnati goes undefeated too. Like where do you put them in the rank? This is this is the most <laughs> unknown I have. Like going into a season, this is the most I feel like. I mean, the the top four. Okay, out of the top four teams, three of them are starting a brand new quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, how do you? And when we're sitting here trying to predict the national champion, yeah, there's a lot of error. We would love to hear your final four. Tweet at us. Facebook, Bash Brothers Podcast, let us know what your final four is. Let us know if our take is absolutely trash, absolutely cash, whatever you think. We have some games to pick. We're going to be here for a while. We might be here for a while. All right. 
just to set it up here, Jordan and I play ESPN College Pick'em. We have been playing now. I think this is my seventh year. I feel like it's your fifth. We've been here a while. We pick all football games. We film this podcast on Sunday, Sunday morning after church. And this is a time where we have not had a ton of time to break down game film. Obviously, there's not a ton to break down just yet. We have not dove a ton into numbers, spreads, all of these things, what Vegas is calling, all of these variables. These picks are subject to change. But as of now, going in, we got 11 games to pick. And let's start with an easy one. Let's just kind of set the table here. Thursday night, Tennessee will open up play. The first SEC team to play under the lights versus Bowling Green. Who's taking it? I mean, it's hard to pick against the favorite here, especially when Tennessee's a 34-point favorite at home. Come on, so, man. I got to pick Tennessee. But you got to be careful now. They're a first-year coach. Starting a new program. Tennessee lost heavily in the transfer portal this offseason. That is true. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I, it's hard to pick against a 34-point favorite in this scenario. It really is. I completely agree. Uh, I got the same thing. Tennessee going in, I mean, obviously, it's Bowling Green. That should be a pretty easy win. And, honestly, pretty exciting for them as well. I actually just got the alert. San Fran's, uh, San Fran, Alabama. Uh, San Fran and Atlanta are about to tip off over there. Okay. Trying to uh, win a series over there. Go Atlanta. So. Go Braves. Yep. Uh, baseball. So, uh, that, I got that alert on my phone. But, yeah, I think Tennessee starts play, begins uh, the Josh Hoople area, uh, er, the Josh Hoople era over there pretty good. And, honestly, the absolute creme de la creme of Thursday night football, Ohio State and Minnesota. I'm going to let you start it off. This is a Big Ten matchup on Thursday night football. Who would have thunk it? Uh, obviously, Minnesota's at home. You got the old row the boat going on there. I see um, Minnesota played surprisingly well for a lot of last season. So, it would not surprise me if there was an upset considering. Upset alert. Had, the button yeah, has to be hit. It has to be Week hit. Week one, come on now. On Thursday night. So, but I mean, honestly, you, you got to go with the team that, that you, you're comfortable with. You just put here. in the playoff. Yeah. Well, I didn't put them in the playoff. Yeah, you put them in the playoff. Yeah. But Ohio State. I mean, they got to go with them here. I think that they're going to show off, you know, a little bit of dominance here against Minnesota, but we'll see. Minnesota may show some uh, resilience. Yeah, and and it's Minnesota at home, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. Week one, fans back in the stands. You know, right now, Vegas has the spread at 13.5 for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm going to pick Ohio State. But I want you to think about something as the, the listener, and you, pro- you might already know this, as we go into this. Alcorn, we just talked about it, came into this week one as a 15.5-point favorite. Right. Right. Nebraska came in, I believe, as a 17-point favorite. They both got beat handily. I really want you to think about that as you make your week one picks. Yeah. You know, I think Alabama opens up somewhere around a 17-point favorite. I think they're, yeah, I think they're 18. We got, right. like I just said, Ohio State opens up here at a 13.5-point favorite. There's a lot of chaos that's about to happen. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that these that these are going to happen – it's week one. It's college football. Fans are back in the stands. It's the most electric time of year. Crazy stuff is going to happen. I'm picking Ohio State, though. I hear you. But get ready. I'm serious. Yeah. This season is it, it, going to be wild. It is going to be crazy. Take so, us to the next game. What's happening why, on Friday night? Why, why don't we stick in the uh, in the Big Ten here? We'll go MSU Northwestern. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, last year, Michigan State upset North, number eight Northwestern. They did. What a massive win was, over there for Mel Tucker and the Spartans. And obviously Northwestern had playoff, or not maybe 
uh, pretty much playoff implications. They were number eight. They could have done some things. Do you remember last year when, when when that happened, and then Michigan State goes on to like lose the next two ball games? Oh yeah, to, like horror. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember exactly who they were, but very low tier Big Ten teams. Yeah, for sure. But I got I got to give Northwestern their three point favorite. I got to give them the revenge this year. They're at home. Friday night football starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a late game. Not, God, not I, for bless, them, I but, cannot wait. I hope but, I'm up till freaking 2 in the morning watching football. Yeah, I'm going with Northwestern for a little revenge game Friday night. It'll be fun because Friday night is when I like really dive heavy, heavy. Like I'll, I'll be up to like 3 in the morning. My wife will be in the bed, and that's when I'm making my picks and everything. I Perfect take. Northwestern, the fighting Reese Davises as they pinned them last year, will come out. And this is one three-point favorite. I think they beat them by 10. I think it's solid. I think they get their revenge. Absolutely perfect take over there out of you, brother. What's next? Where are we jumping? North Carolina, Virginia Tech. This is a tricky one, as you pointed out. Can, I, can I take this? Go for it. This scares me to <laughs> death. Let me tell you something. If you pick college football games, the first thing you should do every single time is go look at the spread. Yep. What is Vegas telling you? Last year, what was it? Uh, West Virginia and who 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 they playing? I think it was Kansas State. I think you're right. Yeah. And and let's and West Virginia, not a good football team. Kansas State, on the up and coming. You look at the spread, and West Virginia's favored by five. And you go, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> something's going on here. Me and you never ever 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 would have picked against Kansas State. We saw that spread. What did we do? It's hard to, It's hard not to change there. Pick the Mountaineers. What happens? Mountaineers beat them. Vegas knows something you don't know. The spread in this football game is North Carolina by five. Yep. Five and a half. Oh, my gosh. If you asked me to predict this spread two weeks ago, I'd say, oh, North Carolina by, I don't know, give them 15? Yeah, at least. You got to go with Sam Howell and Mac Brown over there at North Carolina in the Powder Blues. But this game scares me to death. Thank goodness we don't have to pick it on Pick'em. We only pick Saturday games. I'll pick it here, and I'll go safe with North Carolina. But, man, this one scares me. If you were going to pull a trigger on an upset pick. I'm going to tell you right now, if I got an update on my phone that somehow I wasn't playing, I'd swap to Virginia Tech. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. I can't can't pick against a a possible Heisman winner here. I got to go with Sam Howell in this game. But, yeah, that five and a half for North Carolina VT – VT's at home too, so maybe maybe there's something they got under the ground there that we don't know about. I'm telling but. you, dude, it's scary. But I will say, week one is the toughest week to pick upsets. It is the week where most upsets will happen. Yeah. But it is the tough because you just you have to go with facts and numbers. Right. right? For sure. I mean, if if there really is something like I can't tell you a good reason why Miami would actually beat Alabama. Yeah, I think it could happen. Oh, for sure. I think it's more more likely than a lot of people think. Yeah, especially for sure. probably Alabama fans. I've seen a lot of memes about, and sure enough, Alabama could beat them by a hundred. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of thoughts here going into it. Yeah. What's next? Are we jumping into Let, Saturday? Let's just transition to Saturday here. This is God this bless. Is, this Game is day is going to open one. up here from freaking North Carolina, and it is going to be a blast. It is, but this is an interesting one here. Number sixteenth ranked LSU going into UCLA. After they just slobber knocked Hawaii. Yeah, and we have a glimpse into this one. And let me tell you this too. UCLA's a home team. LSU's only a three and a half point favorite. This is gonna be interesting. It is. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm going with UCLA. They've had a weak warm up. LSU obviously doesn't have their uh their original starting quarterback because of some injury most likely. I gotta go with UCLA to take this game. I was gonna do the I'm gonna do the same thing. As crazy as that sounds, because I've seen UCLA play, so I'm not making a blind pick here. 
I have some information to go on. I know that Miles Brennan went Miles Brennan went down. I know Max Johnson is coming in to replace him. Probably got a lot of second team reps over the spring and the fall. Yep. Obviously now he knows he's the guy. A lot of pressure there. And let's be honest, I know it's Hawaii, but you know all them LSU players are looking at that score. Oh that's yeah. A, I oh mean, for sure. That's a that's a big win, forty four ten. That's oh, it a is. lot of points. Yep. Give me the Bruins in the upset. I like it. I like it. So let's move on here to the Big Ten. Penn State, number 19, at Wisconsin, hey, number if want, 12. If you want me to take it, throw it over to me. You go right ahead. Wisconsin's a four-and-a-half-point favorite just throwing it out there for you. Yeah, that is a clo- that's a close spread, but it makes sense. It's conference play. Um, obviously, it's week one. Uh, we at Wisconsin? Yeah, at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin there. That's also a game on our pick so that'll be one we do a deep, really deep dive into. I like Wisconsin a lot. I think, you know, Penn State has had success. They have obviously, you know, they have – come right on the cusp of competing for Big Ten titles. They have competed for Big Ten titles. Mm-hmm. And I think in recent years, they might have been third man on the totem pole. I don't believe they are this year. I, obviously, we have Wisconsin playing in the Big Ten title game. This is kind of an easy one for me. Give me Wisconsin. I think that – I would give them more like seven or eight. I feel that. I'm going to go ahead and put on the cheese head. I know it's a Green Bay reference more than anything, but, hey, we're going to put it on. Wisconsin. Granny Joe would be proud. Yep. Wisconsin's going to win this game. Penn State, I think Penn State's been toward the bottom of the Big Ten for a while. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So, uh, sorry to some people I work with for listening to this because they're I got a lot of Penn State fans I work with. But there you go, there you go. Going Wisconsin. Where are we jumping to next? You just want to go ahead and hit hit it. Let's go ahead. Bama number one and Miami. They're playing. They're playing. The, it's neutral side in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Sure. That's right. Yeah, play game. Benz. So obviously this this game has some interesting interesting storylines behind it with the quarterbacks and all, but 18, Alabama's eighteen yeah, and a half. Eighteen and a half points. Man, that eighteen and a half. That's that uh, man. Okay. I think Alabama wins. Yeah. And I think Alabama wins by ten. I mm-hmm. think it's closer than the spread. Like so give me on the spread, give me the under. Like if I had okay. to put money on okay. it, I would take the under. But, I, I mean, there is 1,000% potential for an upset. You oh, yeah. touched on it last week. You've made a great point about experience oh, yeah. and what experience does for you. De'Eric King, six-year senior, as long as he's completely healthy, comes to lead his team. Manny Diaz will have them boys ready. Oh, yeah, You've for been, sure. It, you have been prepping for – while everybody else is like, oh, I got a cupcake week one, mm-hmm. you have the spearhead program of college football, yep. the Alabama Crimson Tide. You have been thinking about it. You've been dreaming about it. And then on the other side, you have an incredibly promising quarterback yep. over there for Alabama. I mean, the sky is the limit. Could be the next, I mean, could be the next great thing. Lots are bright. So I think you'll see him struggle early. Much like when Georgia played Alabama last year, which let's mm-hmm. be honest, we had a third string backup quarterback who's five foot nine. You'll never hear me not say that. Right. We're winning at halftime. Then the lights get too bright. Yep. I think the pressure of the moment will hit Miami. Competitive early. Alabama pulls away by ten. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the same pick. I'm gonna go with Bama for a second there. I thought you were about to pull the trigger. No, I'm not going to. I will say though, this pick I think within the first by the time I see the first offensive drive for each team, I may want to change this pick. We're gonna see what Bryce Young comes out and looks like. If he looks poised. 
you know, he's going to have some growing pains, no doubt about that. But if he looks poised and ready to play first drive, I think he's going to lock in and win this game. But if he seems to be kind of like deer in the headlights-esque look, I think I think this is going to be an issue yeah. for Bama. But as of right now, I still got to pick Bama. I mean, they're they're Bama. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think I like you said. I, I think that is. I think that's the smart pick. But yeah. cl- closer than the experts think. All right, let's jump over here. Let's call this the battle of the dark horses. I was about to say this is the dark the horse. Battle pick. of the dark horses here. Indiana. Michael Penix Jr. I'm yep. pretty sure he's back and healthy and ready to go. And uh, number 18, Iowa. Yep. Obviously, I, I, you know where I stand. I've already yep. drawn the line in the sand. Give me the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes with a massive week one. Number 17 versus number 18, too. I mean, this is a on paper in the AP. According to the AP, this is an evenly, uh, evenly matchup. It is. Playing at Iowa, I was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. If it wouldn't be annoying, I would lean in real close to the microphone and whisper, but I don't want to do that to y'all. I'm picking Indiana. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with my dark horse pick. I think Michael Pinkins Jr. comes out from injury, balls out. I think they take Iowa to the house. And, yeah. Take What's your, what would your points be? Ooh, points. I, I, I think this is a probably about a four-point game. Yeah, I was going to say three the other way if I had to pick yeah. Indiana. That that sounds pretty – let me let me revert back to the Alabama game for a second. I just want to ask you this. Okay. And if you, don't, if you don't want to tip your hand, obviously we are very competitive in our college pick'em group. We're up to like 17 members as well. Yeah. It's pretty nuts this year. Um, if you haven't yet, sign up uh, ESPN College Pick'em 2021. Make yourself an account. We will probably be opening up uh, our group for like to like up to like a hundred members. I'm pretty sure. We'll see if we can get that going down the line. So if you haven't, sign up ESPN College Pick'em. If you had to right now, and obviously mm-hmm. this is very much subject to change once you do your homework. Where are you putting Alabama Miami on confidence? Just as a quick quick recap, we play confidence. You get ten games. Points total to 55. You rank them 1 through 10 how confident you are. You win your 10-point game. You get 10 points, so forth and so on. Where are you putting them? I haven't looked at it all the way through. From the games I've seen as of right now, I would have to probably put – Lower Al- five or upper five? Alabama, my upper five. Upper five. Okay, yeah. I like it. Honestly, to me, I, as much as the game makes me nervous – the uncertainty of all the other games yeah, maybe just exactly. as nervous. And That's I think we're issue. in the same spot. All right, so uh, the Raging Cajuns here taking on Tennessee, number 23-ranked Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> makes his debut. This one's scary. Find the spread on that game for Eight me. Points Eight points to Texas. Points, Texas. And granted, they are playing at Texas. That is perfect. I think Texas comes out, and I think Texas looks very good there. Give me the Longhorns. I told you this when I saw this on Pick'em, but I think this is a trap game. I still think this is a trap game, but I, I got to go with Steve making a bang in his first uh, first game as a head coach. I think he takes this game, and, yeah, I think Texas gets their first top 25 win of the season. So I was – you know, we talked last week about their quarterback battle, and it has yet to be announced, okay? It has been announced that it is a two-man race between Casey Thompson. That's the dude who came in and – Four touchdowns in the Fiesta Bowl. Absolutely balls out gotcha. and not even a full game of play. And the newcomer, Hudson Card. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they asked the the game day crew, and most of them said Casey Thompson should be the starter, but then they a couple people did say uh, Hudson Card as well. I think Casey Thompson gets the nod. That, to me, fits the Steve Sarkeesian offense. Right. Mobile, big arm. That fits. Where have you heard that before? Uh, maybe not Matt Jones, which Matt Jones could honestly move pretty well. Yeah. But he's not going to run like Casey Thompson could. Right. So I think Casey Thompson comes out, struggles early, because you got a lot of pressure and a lot of hype to live up to with that four touchdowns in the Fiesta Bowl. Right. Because in the Fiesta Bowl, he just came in and they said, hey, listen, bro, all bets are off. We're going to have a new coach in after this game. 
It's going to yeah. be fun. It's a bowl game. Right. He lit it up. Pressure will be on him early. I think he settles in. Yeah, give me t- – I'd go Texas by 10. I like him. I Vegas like it. called me. I like it. So, let's game go. Game of the week. Last last game for Saturday we want to pick here. The Bulldogs of Georgia, Tigers of Clemson, playing in Cares, North Carolina or South Carolina? Oh, yeah, I think it's North Carolina. North Carolina. Playing the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Actually, Duke's Mayo is pretty good if you never had it. Just, just a recommendation. But, I have not had it. But, uh, yeah, so I think we both know who we're going to pick here, but I'll let you take it away first. Georgia or Clemson? Where are we going? Yeah, the – Man, uh, yeah, they're playing in Charlotte. the The spread is up to well, it's, it's three. It's three to Clemson. Honestly, I'm okay with that spread. No, oh, yeah. You know, coming in, they're the higher ranked team. Uh, we are less. We're playing in North Carolina, where you know these two teams are much closer in location than you think. And it Georgia is a tra- neutral side. It really point. is. It really is. Georgia travels well. I mean, you you think about this. This is this is the definition of a coin flip football game. It is. If you came to me and made an argument for Clemson, I'd say yeah. If you came to me and you made an argument for Georgia, I would say, yeah. Um, I've picked against Georgia in the past. I don't think Georgia loses this football game. Uh, plethora of wide receivers. It's yeah. looking like we're going to have some people healthy. JT Daniels comes back. An absolutely healthy running back core. We have not been the biggest, and this sounds bad to say, the biggest fans of Zamir White. Right. He's He is great. But he's not as great as what I wanted him to be. Yep. And I understand that that statement sounds kind of dumb. I get it, right? You want more out of the kid. You want more production. I think Zamir White has a breakout season. I think Zamir White puts his stamp on the, the great legacy that is RBU at Georgia. And I think on the back of him and the arm of JT Daniels, Georgia gets it done. The only thing that scares me is that Georgia secondary. Yep. There go, Clint, you better get ready. Clemson has a plethora of great wide receivers. They do. And a kid who can probably put it on them consistently. Sling the rock. They will. That secondary will be tested. It'll have to be bend but not break. This will be a fourth quarter, last minute drive type football game on the leg of Jack Podlesny. Georgia gets it done. I feel you. I'm going with the the, a similar a similar. Whatever you want to call it, I forgot my word. Yeah, there you go. I'm going with something similar to that. I think that JT, with the rapport he's built with his team, with the experience he has over DJ, I think is going to be the biggest key to this game. I think the quarterback battle is what we're going to see a lot of. I think George is going to run the ball. George is a running team, and I think you know Clemson is going to try to do the same. But I think the arm talent of both quarterbacks is what's going to win this game. I think JT is just going to be a little bit better. I think Georgia will come out and use the pass to open up the run. I think so, too. I think, you'll yep. see, I think Georgia is historically known for the opposite, right? You just pound the rock, let that open up the pass. Yep. I think Georgia will come out, get JT comfortable early with some short throws. Yep. Give me the dogs. Playing number two team in the nation. I think Todd Mockin is really going to want to show oh, what I he can do. I think he's going to open the can Yeah, up. so we're going to see. Let's do, Sunday night, man. Or Sunday, number three team, sorry. Sunday not night two. college football. Yeah. This one's interesting for you because you it picked is. this team to be a dark horse. It is. FSU and Notre Dame. What's it looking like to you? I'm rolling with my dark horse. My really? dark horse, yep. Wow. I'm gonna I just want to point this out. Notre Dame number nine, FSU obviously unranked. Notre Dame's only a seven and a half point favorite, and FSU is at home in Tallahassee. I think Mackenzie Milton comes out 
and and shows the world what he you know can really do. I think I, I, really, I really honestly yeah yeah. I think going. I think FSU exciting, bro. I think FSU is going to have a defense re-energized by some transfer portals. Like I'm saying, I'm telling you, Jermaine Johnson was not the number one JUCO prospect in the country for no reason. Dude, I freaking love college football. That dude can chase down some quarterbacks. Do we actually know who, who Notre Dame's going to have as their quarterback yet? I think it. I think Brett McMurphy did break the news last week, but he also he, he literally broke like 11 different quarterbacks on the same day. Yeah. So it's a little fuzzy. I'm going to go with, I think so, yes. I think okay. Chip Kelly has announced. Okay, but it's not an Ian Book. And it's, I, think, I believe it's uh, it's the transfer from Wisconsin, Jack Cohn. Okay. I okay. believe that's right. It's Maybe solid. Where did he transfer? I think he transferred it's from. It's solid. Yeah. But you're replacing Ian Book back there. A lot of production. Mackenzie Milton Book. was balling at UCF. I think a lot of people tend to forget that Mackenzie Milton was very good at UCF. He's got some experience. Mister Book him. could do it all, but he couldn't yeah. do the dogs. So and that's true. That's Sorry. very true. I would do, bro. So yeah, I'm going with the upset. I'm going with FSU taking Notre Dame down in Tallahassee. Okay, this one works out for me, right? This is a win-win. So last year, literally last year, we do our top five returning quarterbacks. Yeah, almost five months ago, and I put Mackenzie Milton on you my did? list. Yeah, and people were like, "What?" He's not on a single list that you – if you Googled that, he's not on a single list. Right. If FSU wins this ball game on the back of him, man, I look good. I yeah, look you smart. Do. You really do. I'm going to pick Notre Dame, though. I feel you. So, if Notre Dame wins this, at least I picked it right. <laughs> but I think – I think I'm pretty sure it's Jack Cohn, and I'm pretty sure they get the job done. Listen, with touchdown Jesus overlooking you, it's a big place to play. Yeah. Mackenzie Milton has experience. How's he trusting that leg? That's true. That's the only yeah. thing, right? You you gotta all the you gotta all the joints there. You gotta get everything greased back up, running like a well oiled machine. I think it's a close game. What did yeah. you say the spread was? Seven? Seven and a half. Honestly, I like that. I think I'd go even four. But give me four on Notre Dame. I feel you. So close, let's close out the weekend. Labor Day. We got football on yeah. a Monday night. Last game, Louisville and Ole Miss. I'll go ahead and pick it. A dark horse in this to see Ole Miss. I think Matt Coral, Corral, however you want to pronounce his last name. I think he comes out and shows what he can do. Obviously, I think he's an early Heisman possibility. I wouldn't say Heisman candidate, but he's he's among I'd that say conversation. Candidate. Yeah, I would we say candidate. Yeah. He's in the conversation regardless. Lane Kiffin obviously knows how to how to coach an explosive offense. So yeah, give me give me Ole Miss there. I like it. I like what you're saying. Let me let me tell you something. I'll never forget this as long as I live. This is a very famous game in college football. Monday night. I'm I'm up in Athens. This yeah. was, I think two years ago, and it was this weekend. We normally get this on Labor Day weekend, so always we always get the Sunday and Monday games. And UCLA and Texas A&M play a game of football. Yeah. And Texas A&M's up by like 35 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Great, they won. Fortnite was big at this time. Everybody was on Fortnite. I normally don't I don't miss college football for nothing. So I put this game on my laptop." And I put it beside my PlayStation. So I'm, I'm watching it. I'm still glancing. I'm sitting there talking to the guys. I go, y'all, UCLA just scored. Cool. Wait, UCLA just scored again. Wait a second. This is a seven-point ball, seven ball game. UCLA won the football game. That is one of the single greatest Monday night memories of college football that I'll ever have. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, that was incredible. I think we have the same thing here. Louisville comes out. I'm completely kidding. Did you did I have you going for a I say, what are you going with this? Ole Miss wins the football game. I think it'll be a great start. Because this is National Spotlight. You're the only game on. Even though Louisville's a decent ACC program. They're not mm-hmm. the, the Lamar Jackson Louisville. But they're solid. Ole Miss, you got a Heisman candidate back there. All eyes will be on you, Lane Kiffin. 
I think he comes out. I think they beat him. What was the spread? Uh, eight and a half points, I believe. I think they beat him by two touchdowns. Give me the give me the old miss. I hear you. Well, that that's gonna do it. But we're we're gonna have Holy a, a great show again next week too. After all this, oh my god, see what all the fruition comes. Oh see gosh. what comes to fruition next. There week. is a lot. There is so much to unpack. But ultimately, it boils down to this. This is so exciting. It is. We just went over eleven, and that's not all the that's just the games we what we decided to pick. There's so much good football to be played. There is so much to discover about these teams. Yep. Next Sunday, we will have so much to unpack. Be a packed episode. I'm thinking we have more than one upset. Like, I'm thinking There's some very, of our yeah. picks end up being wrong. There's a good possibility. I really do believe that. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. Just don't expect a lot on my Twitter. I'm not very active. Uh, Facebook, Jordan Harris, and then... You got to start tweeting on at least Saturdays. Uh, that's true. You got to start tweeting some some opinions out there. But also be in the gym about an hour, so we'll... Facts. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's how you got to start Saturday morning. Um, you can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, at Connor Chandler on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow us follow us at B Brothers Pod. That's B Brothers P O D on Twitter. We're super active there. People have been sending us a lot of questions. We'll probably uh, insert a question and answer segment in here pretty soon. Uh, we'll try to get that running. Uh, yeah, start college pick them. Start your board. Play confidence. We only do confidence. And I think halfway through the season we'll probably open that up. Let's just see how kind of this we got a lot we got a lot larger group size than we have we've ever had. Yeah. So we're gonna start to rock with that for now. Uh, at Bash Brothers uh, podcast on Facebook. Yes. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, so forth and so on. Enjoy this week of college football. This is honestly this is week one. Incredible games to be played. Incredible fun to be had. College game day kicks off at 9 in the morning live from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm thinking Lee Corso is going to put that dog head on because he picked him to win the natty. We'll see. But until then, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.